Good afternoon, fans, and welcome to another edition of the CIC Cast. We thank you very much for joining us. We uh, had said we might be coming to you every other week, but after uh, producing a podcast last week and then the tournament brackets coming out in four sports tomorrow, we thought it would be a good idea to come back with another edition of the podcast this week for you. So that's what we're going to do. We've got a new edition for you, two great guests that we're happy to get a chance to chat with and are going to do some some breakdowns of some of the things that they've seen throughout the the season in some of the sports that are releasing their pairings tomorrow. So that's what's coming up on the CIAC cast. We've got Tim Tim Gaffney from LitchfieldCountySports.com talking about some of the programs up in his area of the state. And then Dave Rudin from TheRudinReport.com will be breaking down some of the the state championship competitors from the Fairfield County area of Connecticut. So bouncing around the state a little bit, trying to get some perspectives from different regions around Connecticut to talk about some of the teams that you may be seeing popping up in your brackets in the next couple of weeks as the state tournament play begins to move forward. So that's what we've got coming up on this edition of the CIC cast. We're glad you're along with us. Before we get to our guest, we'd like to start off with our regular feature of things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. Obviously the big thing, and you haven't missed this yet, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, but be sure to check out the Tournament Central section of CICsports.com. That's where the pairings in boys and girls soccer, field hockey, and girls volleyball will all be released and posted on Friday, November 1st, sometime in the morning. So we hope you folks will check that out. Bookmark that Tournament Central page. It's going to be key for you throughout the postseason to find scores and schedules, results, all kinds of good stuff there at Tournament Central. Elsewhere on CICsports.com had a story yet posted this morning. Uh, Uh, on Thursday, checking in on the teams that managed to win CIAC championships in the fall last season and seeing how their perspectives, uh, their prospects might line up in uh, trying to earn multiple back-to-back championships. So an interesting read there, hopefully, for you. Also had the latest CIAC Coaches Update newsletter, which uh, tackled a variety of issues, including an interesting one dealing with how parents should talk to students after... uh, after athletic competition, so a good read there as well. We've got a new edition of Linked Up uh, highlighting the championships, the fall championships, which took place last weekend at Wickham Park and Cross Country. We previewed those last week on the CIAC cast, and now you can relive the championship action with the fall edition of Linked Up. We'll be updating that story throughout the fall season. Every time we crown a new champion, we'll add a new section to that fall Linked Up Championships edition. So hope folks will check that out as well. We also posted a story about the winter sports tournament packets having having been posted and some rule changes in boys and girls golf that will be coming up uh, this coming spring. So that's all stuff that you can find on CIACsports.com. So good stuff there. And again, that Tournament Central page is what you're going to want to keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks as we start to head into the championship season. And speaking of that championship season, we're going to talk now to our first guest. He covers high school sports along with a talented host of sports writers up in Litchfield County. We reached out to Tim Gaffney of LitchfieldCountySports.com to talk about some of the teams in his area. Happy to be joined on the phone now by Tim Gaffney of LitchfieldCountySports.com. Excellent website, keeping track of all the, the comings and goings up in, uh, in Litchfield County. Tim, thanks for being with us. 
Good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. We're excited to be talking about a little uh, postseason competition starting uh, just a day away now. The bracket's coming out uh, sometime tomorrow morning as we record this on a Thursday. So I want to check in with folks around the state and kind of get to take the temperature of some of the teams that uh, maybe folks are going to want to keep an eye on as the uh, the playoffs start to roll in. So let me uh, – we'll start off here and just ask you uh, – about some of the squads in your region, maybe starting off with uh, with girls volleyball. What are maybe some of the teams that uh, you think could make a little noise from uh, from Litchfield County once uh, the girls volleyball pairings are released on Friday? Absolutely, you know, in, right here in the Torrington area, the uh, Torrington Red Raiders are sitting with a 17 and three record. They are ranked number uh, nine in Class L. Uh, former mm-hmm. Torrington great Christine Strassen uh, Gamari is the head coach, and she was a a former three sports star here in uh, in Torrington, and you know the girls uh, they just fell last night to Woodland in the NBL final three to one, but they've got a they've got a good strong squad with some great leadership under Gamaria, uh, so they're in good shape. Um, in the in the Berkshire League, Lewis Mills, like in every other sport this year, Lewis Mills <laughs> is volleyball, girls, and boys soccer. Uh, they have just dominated all three, taking the regular season titles in all three. In uh, volleyball, they're sitting currently 17-2 um, and two as they go into their tournament, which starts uh, this Friday uh, up in uh, up in Mills. So they're, you know, they're, they're going to make some noise right now. They're ranked number two in Class M. Woodland, as we talked about the, uh, just a moment ago, beating Torrington is ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Northwestern sits in the seventh spot in, in Class M volleyball, so some good representation, uh, you know, from uh, the local area as far as volleyball is concerned. Absolutely, and uh, certainly some uh, some good teams to to keep an eye on. Uh, I know last night you were out at the um, the NVL boys soccer match and saw a couple teams that you think could be interesting to keep an eye on. Who are uh, who are those teams, and maybe a few other squads that uh, that fans could uh, should keep their eyes open for as the the postseason gets underway. Well, last night down at Municipal Stadium in Waterbury. There was a combination soccer rugby match, which is always what happens when Torrington and Naugatuck boys uh, get together. Uh, head coach Art Nunes from Naugatuck, the Greyhounds, has, has a great squad down there. Adam Branco uh, is a young man who scored over 80 goals so far in his high school career. Had a shot last night from about the 25-yard line, left-hand side, that curled into the top right-hand side of the net. A shot you don't normally see in high school. That's MLS quality. Uh, you play. He's just yeah. a young man who his coach has said has really worked hard to get himself in the position uh, that he is. On the other side, uh, Torrington under head coach Mike Fritch. The boys are 15-1 and one during the regular season. Their only loss coming to Naugatuck up here in Torrington uh, 3-2 to two in late September. But it is the style of soccer that you love to see this time of the year. Municipal Stadium, turf field, fast. You know, it's a pure game of soccer as opposed to some of our bumpy fields that we have in the area. <laughs> sure. But now that the state tournaments are here, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see the fast play. You're going to see the kids that can hit the feet, you know, not for just the, the run-and-gun uh, style. But Mike Fritz's boys set a school record with uh, uh, most wins in height in the career. His father, Mike Fritz Sr., he just took over for him a couple of years ago. So he's now got bragging rights at Thanksgiving with the uh, with the 15 wins going in there. But, you know, a team that's going to make some noise also. It's just, Nautilus is just a little bit above everybody else when it comes to that. 
Yeah, and uh, like you said, some some real talented kids, and we look forward to to seeing how they uh, how they come forward uh, once the, the the tournaments get underway. How about uh, on the girls' side, the girls' soccer side? Any teams that have uh, particularly caught your eye uh, so far in the fall, and maybe there'll be ones that uh, could catch other people's eye in the uh, the postseason. If you end up seeing someone that outscored their opponents by a score of 107 to 6 as far as goals for and against, that would be the Lewis Mills Spartan. Yeah, that's not bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mathematically, it's kind of an easy one to figure. It's called, that's not a lot of goals, but that's an awful lot of goals. That Uh, sounds about right. Jason Stock and Lewis Mills, uh, 16-0 record, win the regular season with the BL. They're ranked number one uh, in M right now. 11 shutouts during the year. They've got a young lady named uh, Bailey Pace who watched her last week and has the ability to both uh, destroy you with a 30-yard bomb or a little flick with the right foot to the side to go into the goal. These kids play premier soccer all year long except for the regular school season. One thing we're a little concerned about, and I talked to Stock about it last week, was uh, no out-of-conference games this year. Mm-hmm. So pretty much annihilated the Berkshire League, yep. but no out-of-conference uh, foes to speak of. They're worried about Pollen. They're worried about Waterford. Watertown just won their fourth consecutive NVL regular season, uh, not regular season, but NVL title last night in a thrilling uh, two-to-one win on five to they won five to three on penalty kicks. So. Uh, Watertown always affords in that way, but not going outside of the conference a lot of times is, is tricky because where's your competition level coming from if you win in every game by six goals? Yeah, no, that's uh, it's have to be interesting to see how those teams that uh, and it, you know you do have a always a handful of those teams that that get the impressive regular season records, but maybe haven't faced the level of competition. But you just don't know. Maybe they're just that good and they'll they'll, uh, they'll show it once they get into the postseason and uh, are facing some teams that they're they're not as familiar with uh wrapping up the uh the the brackets that are coming out tomorrow what about on the field hockey side any uh any standout teams there that uh from the litchfield county area absolutely both nonawag and thomaston are ranked number one and number two nonawag one and thomaston two in field hockey in uh, the class s rankings nonawag with a 15-0-0 and one record thomaston with a 14-1-0 and one record nonawag uh just beat Thomaston uh, the other day one to nothing to uh, mm-hmm. to claim top spot. But Thomaston is interesting because you and I talked uh, during the winter with the Thomaston girls basketball team. They made yes. the run all the way to the finals. Well, that team is now playing field hockey, which <laughs> explains why they are as good as they are right now. So, you know, two teams up there in, in S who, uh, you know, can play with the, with the best of them and, you know, now it does come to that time in which now everything's on turf, even with field hockey. So it's yeah. more of a pure game as opposed to when you play it on grass. So a lot of great, uh, a lot of great stories coming out of the northwest corner. It's going to be a nice uh, end for the fall season here. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to uh, to seeing what some of those schools can can put together once we get into uh, postseason time. Again, the pairings coming out uh, sometime tomorrow morning, Friday morning on uh, on CICSports.com. Encourage folks to check out the Tournament Central uh, section of the website. That's where it all will be. So, uh, Tim, talk a little bit about, um, you know, obviously you're covering the, the Litchfield County. You've got a, an impressive uh roster of uh of writers there working for you and uh working with you at uh covering that region any uh you know we've talked about the teams maybe that that folks can keep an eye on but any stories that you guys covered uh this fall that particularly jumped out at you that you think fans would uh would be interested to check out on litchfieldcountysports.com absolutely thanks a lot i mean actually coming up starting uh tomorrow we're going to have what's called a 
30 features in 30 days where we're going to do 30 stories on individuals for the entire month of November. We oh, pride ourselves in giving folks what they're not going to find somewhere else. If you go to a game, there's two or three different media outlets there. How many ways can you tell a story of a game? Um, we're trying to give folks kind of a different look at the people, the fans, the players that, that, that play the sports and watch. We actually started out with a great feature on a young man named Brian Campbell, who is a uh, boxing analyst for ESPN, young man who was a sports reporter with us way back when we all first started, mm-hmm. doing a story on his family, a remarkable uh, group. He's one of the best uh, analysts now for ESPN uh, boxing. So whenever we have him on our radio program, which we have in Torrington, uh, he is a uh, a great guest for us to have on. We'll have stories of a place kicker, T.J. Martin coming from Torrington High School. A place kicker. Well, first of all, you don't see that many of them in high school, so we certainly enjoy when we see a kid that can kick a 35-yarder. So uh, we'll have a lot of features coming up over the last 30 days. As you had said, I'm blessed with a lot of terrific, uh, you know, sports writers. So we uh, certainly look forward to what's coming up here in, in the future and appreciate some time with you. Absolutely. Well, we're happy to have you and uh, always happy to to, to find out and and get the pulse of what's going on uh, around the state. Certainly a lot of good teams and a lot of interesting stories to cover. So we will look forward to the the 30 features in 30 days and I'm sure also some great coverage of uh, the postseason as uh, as your teams uh, make the potential runs through the uh, through the brackets coming up uh, on Friday. So, Tim, we, we thank you very much for go- joining us. Again, LitchfieldCountySports.com, and uh, keep up all the good work. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks a lot, Joel. Take care. Many thanks to Tim Gaffney for talking to us. Good stuff there, talking about his region of the state. And we uh, certainly will keep an eye out for all of those teams that he talked about, some talented squads up in Litchfield County as we get ready for the state tournaments. Getting very excited here in the CIAC Sports uh, offices. We're very, uh, very happy and love when the tournament play gets underway. Moving along now, we switch to a different part of the country and another one of our favorite podcast guests to uh, talk about some teams that also might be in the mix for state championships once the tournaments get underway and the pairings are released on Friday. Joined on the phone now by one of our uh, favorite recurring guests on the uh, CIAC cast, Dave Rudin of the RudinReport.com, the longtime uh, sports writer down in Fairfield County. Dave, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Joe, for having me. Always a pleasure. Well, we love talking to you and uh, certainly lots to talk about here. We're kind of uh, bouncing around the state trying to get uh, perspective from folks in different parts of the, of, uh, of Connecticut and wanted to, to get your perspective here on some of the Fairfield County teams to, to watch. So let's, uh, let's dive right in. We've got the pairings coming out in, in four or boys and girls soccer and field hockey and in volleyball on, uh, on this coming Friday. So just uh, obviously a lot of successful teams down in your area in, in some of these sports, but maybe could you give me just a handful of teams that, that you're really going to be watching uh, once these tournaments begin from your region? Uh, well, let's start with boys soccer. And it's been a really good league, and the FCI championship game is being played tonight between Greenwich and Ridgefield. Greenwich has just been magnificent this year. They're undefeated. Yep. Uh, a yep. really, really explosive offense, as they showed in uh, their semifinal game with Wilton when they scored four times late in the game to come away with a win, come, come back from a, a little bit of a deficit. And they're just really, really balanced. Everybody was a little bit surprised when Coach Kurt Putnam kept 29 people on the roster and they're talking about how you're not going to be able to keep everybody happy. You're going to 
setting yourself up for a disaster, and it's worked. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the kids have bought in. They're all playing, so he's got depth. Uh, he, he doesn't have a weakness. And Richfield is a solid, solid team, too. They only have one loss, and they've been very, very explosive offensively. I know they're really pumped up for the game because they got to the final last year and were going to play Norwalk. And then you had uh, Superstorm Sandy and the FCAC decided to have co-champions. So they were very, very disappointed they didn't get a chance to play against the number one seed to try to win the league championship. They're going to have that opportunity tonight. Yeah, should be a should be an excellent matchup there. How about uh, how about girls soccer? What 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 are some teams that uh, that jump out at you there as uh, as potential uh, teams to follow in the postseason? It's really been an interesting year in, in for girls soccer because it's on the one hand you have St. Joseph and St. Joseph is playing in the league championship game tonight, and it's definitely the best team I've seen there. It, they they have three or four. Division one caliber players, two two terrific, terrific forwards in Sammy Grasso and Jenna Bike, uh, Sabrina Tool leading the backfield. The team took a little bit of a blow in the semifinal game because Leah Lewis, who is an absolutely outstanding sophomore, suffered a knee injury. Uh, she did an MRI on Monday. I just learned a couple hours ago. Uh, it's feared it may be uh, an ACL, yeah. and she's just yeah. We, we certainly hope uh, she gets positive news, but they're they're just a pleasure to watch. They really move the ball well. But after that, the FCX has been really really balanced. If you had the FCX tournament, I always said you took St. Joe's out of the out of the equation, you would have seven teams, and you could make a case for all seven teams being able to make a run and winning the championship. And I I think you're going to see a couple of teams that really could do a lot of damage and make deep runs into the playoffs in the state tournament, especially because all these teams are season teams because they've played each other all year long. Yeah. Darien was really strong as the three seed. It got upset by West Hill in the first round of the playoffs. And to be quite honest, when a lower seed beat, beat an upper seed during the playoffs, I don't even know that you could call it an upset. So you really, I, I would not be surprised if you see several teams from the FCX make long runs into the tournament just because there's so much good parity this year. Yeah, you look at the, the depth of uh, the conference and the girls' soccer side, it's pretty pretty impressive. Uh, how about field hockey? Obviously, again, some some perennially strong programs down there. Uh uh, sort of the familiar names to watch as well in the, in those sports, or are there some, maybe some others that are that are jumping out at you? Uh, again, we can point to tomorrow night's FCX championship game, where you have Darien and Wilton, which have been the two best teams for the past couple of years. Uh, Darien's just been an absolute powerhouse, and uh, you know I, I didn't look it up. Somebody told me I'm, I'm I won't swear by this that that they've only given up a goal this year. I'm not sure if that's true. I do know that Wilton has only given up three goals all year. So you have two really unyielding defenses, uh, two very well coached teams, uh, two teams that uh, Darian still has to be considered the the favorite. Nobody has uh, been able to solve to solve it yet, but. Again, those are two those are two teams that are both capable of winning 
state championships. And then you got a couple of teams like uh, New Canaan that are very, very solid that can make deep runs as well. Yeah, looking at it, Darianne has allowed a few more than that, but not many. And uh, as you said, Wilton with just three, and two of those came to Darianne in their regular season meeting. So that's uh, two two very strong programs. And I'm actually writing up a, a story as we speak for CICSports.com, just talking about what uh, last year's champions have, have done so far this year. And uh, both of them are, are certainly looking poised to uh, at least, if nothing else, contend for uh, for championships. What about uh, girls volleyball? How's that shaken out uh, in your region? And maybe what, what are a few teams to, to keep an eye out for? Volleyball might be the most interesting sport, uh, along with football in the FCX this year, because Usually it's Darianne, 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 and uh, Darianne has, has won, except for one time, every league championship since 1993. But it actually lost back-to-back games about two weeks ago to Greenwich and to Staples, mm-hmm. and it's now actually the third seed in the FCAC playoffs. It's going to be playing a semifinal game tonight. But you have four teams with Greenwich, Ludlow, Staples, and Darien that are all pretty equal. And you're going to have the FCX playoffs now where, uh, you know, it's not everybody trying to knock off Darien. And Darien's certainly capable of winning the whole thing. But they're pretty equal. And I, I don't think there will be any surprise if, if any possible outcome comes out of the semifinals and finals. I think either, you know, in all three matches, either team's going to be able to win. And I would suspect that that's going to carry over into the state playoffs too, where you're, they're, all, all four of them are going to be capable of making very, very deep runs. So it's, it's kind of been refreshing to people who just sort of, nothing against Darianne, but kind of get tired of Darianne winning all the time and they want to see somebody else new. Well, those fans have gotten that this year. So it, it'll be interesting to see if Darianne uh, gets a chance to avenge a couple of its losses and, and gets the league championship and gets a little bit of bouncer if we get, uh, for the first time in a long time, a different league champion. But, again, all four of those teams, definitely you want to keep an eye on them in, in the state playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as littering sort of the, the CIAC rankings, uh, you know, that will determine at least the pairings for the uh, the tournament, certainly not always an indicator of how teams will fare in the championships. But, um, you know, we certainly talked about a, a lot of teams there. Are there any, you know, maybe that, that come to mind in any sport, um, you know, who haven't, who maybe aren't, don't have the, the pedigree in terms of, you know, traditionally being strong teams or traditionally being, uh, or recently, I should say, you know, maybe championship teams that, that you see, could see as maybe surprise teams that uh, could make some runs in the postseason, maybe some dark horses from your uh, your region that, that might surprise some people? Uh, well, one one team you might want to keep an eye on, and I they actually played in back-to-back state championship games a few years ago. But uh, West Hill was the sixth seed in girls' soccer, and they were able to upset Darianne in the opening round of the girls' soccer. Mm-hmm. And they have two of the best players in the state, Jess Laszlo, who actually on Saturday scored a hat-trick in the game against Darianne, and then later announced during the day that she'd give her, as a junior, a verbal commitment to UConn. Oh, wow. And really underrated is in the backfield their leader Heidi Droll, who is just a solid, solid player. So 
I think that's one team that you want to keep an eye on. Uh, Fairfield Ludlow, the, the fourth seed in, in volleyball, I don't know that uh, if you want to call them a, a sleeper or not. They made deep runs, but I guess as, as a fourth seed, you could say keep an eye on them. Sure. Uh, the Wilton, Wilton boys and girls soccer teams, for some reason, uh, especially in boys soccer, Wilton was always one of those teams years ago that used to finish a little over 500 and at that time would be playing in class M and then would always make make runs to the semifinals or the finals unexpectedly. Uh, I don't know that it would be a total, total shock if their boys and girls soccer teams uh, got to the finals or even won titles, but uh, two teams that maybe don't get discussed as much down here that uh, you want to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of very good teams, and uh, certainly a lot of teams that have have histories of success in uh, in CIC tournaments. Once we get to that point, um, shifting gears just a little bit, uh, you know, away from teams or or possibly about teams, but uh, we mentioned uh, your work with the RudenReport.com, uh, your new uh, venture uh, on the web, um, beginning this school year. I actually kicked off during the summer, and I was just curious. I know you've written a lot of uh, different stories this year, this fall. Uh, any sort of particular favorites or, or compelling, uh, you know, stories that you were able to tell that maybe folks would want to check out, um, you know, as they sort of get ready for the tournaments? Uh, anything in particular that that uh, stood out to you? Well, one that's really interesting. I know we we're going to try to, you know, not do too much football with this and try to focus on the other sport, but it's definitely one of the more interesting. That's a defensive lineman from Ukraine named Alex Dobbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moved here with his family from Sweden two years ago and came out to the football team, having never seen a football game before. Oh wow! Uh, his, his father grew up in New Jersey, played played high school football. Uh, married a Swedish woman and, and moved over to Sweden and then got a job opportunity and they moved back here two years ago. And I guess his father talked to him a little bit about what football was like and Alex decided that he wanted what he re- he referred to as the American experience and decided football was part of that. Sure. And so he came out for the team, uh, didn't even know how to put his pads on, uh, and, and now he's actually been one of the leaders of what may very well be the state's best defense, and he's going to probably be playing Division Three football next year. So, wow! Uh, you know, for some, for some, I can't imagine. I can, I can see somebody trying a new sport, but it's sort of hard to imagine somebody coming out for a team without having even seen the sport that they're trying out for in person or on TV or anything. I mean, he literally had not seen football when he came out for the team. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty remarkable, and. Uh... To, to excel at it at that level, too, is uh, is pretty amazing. And yet you also have a lot of kids, and, and you know, sometimes uh, the NCAA does this almost when they when they stress student-athlete, student-athlete, almost like they have to gratuitously throw the word, uh, you know, student in there. Sure. But uh, there are a lot of very good student-athletes in the FD Act this year. A lot of kids you're going to see who are – going to be playing at very good schools and very good academic schools. There's a, uh, and I haven't gotten to it yet, but there's a field hockey player at Wilton, one of the top players named Jill Dietrich Yee, and she's going to be playing at Harvard. And I think you're going to, you're going to be seeing in the, you're going to be seeing a lot of kids going D1 
but you're also going to be seeing a lot of kids who are going to be playing at very good academic institutions, Ivy League schools, uh, very good Division Three Northeast-type uh, liberal arts schools. So I think that's something that, that uh, I've written about a little bit, and I think you're going to see more news coming out in the days and weeks ahead as more kids announce their intentions for next year, seniors. Very cool. Certainly uh, lots of, that's always fun, you know, to see when the the, the one career wraps up, but then see where they're going to be able to continue their uh, career and more importantly, the, uh, the education and certainly a lot of very good, a lot of uh, very impressive student athletes uh, down in, uh, in your neck of the woods. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out for that as well. And uh, we thank you very much for joining us, Dave. I know a busy uh, time of year for all of our, our sports writers out there bouncing around from league tournaments to, to league tournament to, uh, to keep track of everything. So we encourage folks to check out uh, the rudenreport.com and we uh, always enjoy catching up with you and hearing what's going on down in the, uh, in Fairfield County. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. I always enjoy talking to you and uh, it should be a fun tournament. And I hope for the CIAC's sake, um, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of good things happening over the next few weeks. Yeah. We'll just, uh, we can just avoid any more cataclysmic storms. I think we'll be, uh, we'll be feeling pretty good. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Joe. Excellent stuff, as always, from Dave Rudin. Always happy to talk to him. You can check his out his work at therudinreport.com. Certainly uh, look forward to seeing everything he's going to be writing and, and keeping an eye on those teams that he mentioned as well. As we head into the postseason, we're storming towards the postseason. Again, the pairings in boys and girls soccer, girls volleyball, and field hockey all should be on CICsports.com, the Tournament Central section, uh, before noon on Friday. So that's uh, that's the plan of action. We hope you folks will check it out, and we thank you very much for joining us for another edition of the CIAC Cast. We this time of year, once things uh, really start heating up, you may see us back with weekly editions of the CIAC Cast. Certainly try to uh, to cover a few more areas of the state, maybe next week or as the tournaments progress. So for fans all around the the state of Connecticut, hopefully plenty of talk that's relevant to you and we'll keep an eye on all of the state tournament brackets again bookmark that CIAC tournament central page on CIACsports.com the link is right there on the right hand side of the page you're going to want to bookmark that page you're also going to want to follow us on twitter at CIAC sports follow us on facebook facebook.com slash CIAC sports if you want to get in touch with the CIAC cast you can email us at CIACcast at CASCIAC.org. That's a lot of S's and C's in there, but I think you can figure it out. So that is how you can get in touch with us. We hope you will keep track of all the comings and goings in the next few weeks of CIAC tournament competition. We are very excited here. Hope you folks are excited as well. And we hope you're excited to check us out again next week when we return for another edition of the CIAC cast. Thanks very much for listening.